This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. April Fool's Day jokes you may have seen over the weekend. Jim, you say this one got you for a second. Dave Batista, former WWE superstar, Drax from Guardians of the Galaxy. He put out a trailer, and it was really well done. It, it did look legit. Uh, trailer for his first ever Netflix stand-up comedy special. I've never done stand-up comedy before, but Netflix paid me $10 million, so... This is, uh, this is an impression I do. It's of my outlets. It's 5 o'clock somewhere. <laughs> knock, knock. Interrupting cow. Interrupting cow, Moo! <laughs> I messed it up. Pretend you didn't hear that. Suck! <laughs> he then goes into the audience, grabs the guy who heckles him, and throws him on stage, smashes the stool over his head. <laughs> WWE style. Yeah. Uh, so it's not happening, but... It was funny. Yeah. I just saw the little trailer, and as soon as I clicked it, I was like, oh, okay, obviously this is a joke. But, you know, Tom Brady said he wanted to do stand-up comedy, so I was like, maybe Batista does too. I don't know. Yeah, crazier things have happened. Uh, this is this is kind of the same reaction from the crowd that Batista was getting in his stand-up special. Uh, Michael Che on Saturday Night Live pulled a prank on Colin Jost, his Weekend Update co-host, before Colin Jost came out. He told the audience, okay, guys, it's April Fool's. Don't laugh at any of Colin's jokes. And they went along with it. New York is finally cracking down on crime. (laughs) Former President Donald Trump was indicted for his role in paying hush money to porn star Stormy Daniels. And the trial will be like a Stormy Daniels movie because I'm deeply ashamed at how excited I am to watch it. (laughs) You stink! I told them not to laugh at you for April (laughs) Fool's. thing you've ever done <laughs> I was I'm covered in sweat <laughs> I'm confused they were laughing though they were laughing but they were trying to hold back apparently that sounded like an average that sounded like the major like that sounded the same as any other weekend update maybe they don't get that many laughs I don't know that's not well, normal to maybe me maybe the mics were picking up more than was actually going on but uh, you could tell Jost was pretty uncomfortable if you watch the video there Here's another April Fool's joke. This could have gone bad. This is a bit of a jerk move by uh, R&B star Usher. I said I would have a special surprise for you tonight, ladies and gentlemen. You guys want to know what that surprise is? Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, put your hands together for the one, the only, Beyonce. April Fools. <laughs> that could have incited a riot. Oh, yeah, totally. You know people are already crying. Oh, my God, Beyonce. Beyonce's here. This is the greatest moment of my life. But again, is that a great joke? Because it's believable. Like, maybe Beyonce would come out. It's it's just rude. It's not creative. It's not funny. Well, I like it because it's he got them excited and then he took them down right away. I don't like when it drags on. So yeah. there it is. But I also thought afternoon, after twelve noon, you can't do an April Fool's joke. This is clearly a show at night. So yeah. you know who is the fool? He broke the rules. Yeah, Usher, you broke the rules. Usher. This is the Taz and Jim podcast. April first, this past Saturday, did you make it through April Fool's Day unscathed? Jim, you say a couple of the online hoaxes got you. Yeah, nothing serious, but I, I totally forgot it was April Fool's Day, so 
Just scrolling through Twitter, I fell for a couple. One, Barstool Sports tweeted out a graphic that said Arizona Coyotes were officially moving to Houston. Houston, Texas. I was like, oh, man, I got a buddy who works for the organization, so I was about to text him, like, oh, bud, the flights are about to get a little longer or something. And then and I thought about it. I was like, oh, yeah, I remember what day it was. Is that a good joke? Well, are any April Fool's? For, of course it's a good joke because it's believable. It's not, like, a hilarious or clever, but everybody thinks Arizona's going to move to a different city. Uh-huh. So it's... I mean, it's not the most clever, deceptive thing, but it got me, and I just saw the graphic and thought immediately. That's like when, when your buddy calls you on April Fool's, like, oh, man, I, I fell down a flight of stairs last night, and I broke my arm. And you're like, oh, that's terrible. I hope you're okay. April Fool's, you're like, yeah, that's stupid. Yeah. You know, like, okay, of course I believed it because it's a believable thing. 20 years ago on Facebook, well, maybe not 20 years ago, 15, 10 years ago, uh, everybody would say, I'm pregnant. On Facebook on April Fool's April Day. Fools and people like, would comment and say, oh, congratulations. Oh, you idiot. It's a, well, well, it's it a happens. believable yeah. thing that could happen. I like, the, I like the jokes like that are not believable that people fall for. Like the Trans-Canada Highway. I forget who put, it, that, put that one out there, but they said there was going to be a bicycle lane along the Trans-Canada Highway. Now, that is the silliest idea ever. Yeah. And if you think about it for two seconds, it's obviously not real. And Jordan Peterson retweeted it. Did he? Dr. <laughs> Jordan Peterson retweeted yeah. it, and he was like, see, Canadians are idiots. This government is a bunch of socialist yeah. morons. That's what you want to get. <laughs> out of people yeah. you want you want to make them believe something they already want to believe is happening you know what i mean like that's how you get people they're not putting a bike lane on the trans canada yeah. highway the taz and jim podcast jim we've discussed this before it seems like anytime you try to be healthy uh it ends up backfiring right sure yeah for example there is a report that was just released by consumer reports and they have ranked the 10 foods most likely to cause food poisoning at number one, bagged salad and other leafy greens. Of course. The spinach or the spring mix, it's always got listeria or something in it. Yeah, it's giving you diarrhea. Yeah. It's making you throw up. Huh. 50 different recalls linked to them since 2017. They also cause the most, most deaths. Bag salad. Really? And other leafy greens. So it's more, it's worse for you. What I'm understanding is salad is worse for you than bacon. That's what I understand. Well, here's the problem. Number two on the list is deli cheese and meat. Dang so. it. <laughs> so it just <laughs> barely. <laughs> it sounds like everything's going to give you but food poisoning. But what would you rather eat? Ground beef, onions, turkey, chicken, papayas. Hmm. strangely making the list, which is something I don't think I need to worry about. When's the last time you had a papaya? I'm not sure if I know if, what that is. If we I just call that three, pineapple, three I think. vegetables and yeah. said which one is the papaya or three is fruits? It fruits? Yeah. I, think it's a fruit. I don't even know. <laughs> I think it's like a melon. I don't know. Ooh, this is bad news for the presidents of the United States of America. Number eight, the 10 foods most likely to cause food poisoning. Millions of peaches. Uh oh. Peaches for me. That's why they're free, because they're giving people <laughs> diarrhea. <laughs> peaches for free? What could go wrong? Millions of peaches. Now my butt peas. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> this is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Gotta give a shout out to Clayton Leonard. Clay. He goes by Clay. He's one of our listeners and um I'm always apprehensive when we receive something in the mail here at the radio station. <laughs> you know? You never know if it's, it's going to be good or bad. Yeah. It's like, who's sending us mail? 
handwritten yeah. envelopes. Because it takes a real angry person to sit down with a pen and paper. Usually. Sometimes. Usually. But we got a, uh, a package sent to the radio station, and it had a handwritten two Taz. Uh, so we cautiously opened her up there last week, and it was a really nice gift with a note that says, Hey, Taz, I've had this for years now, and I thought I'd send it your way for your man cave. Uh, Back when I was in college, I'd listen to you on the radio. Uh, I was working at a scrapyard, and I saw this gem. I had to have it. Now I want you to have it in return for all the years of public service and entertainment that you've given us all. Thanks, man. We appreciate you, Clay. Clay, you know I got paid for this, right? <laughs> My public service. It is a job. <laughs> Thank you for your really service. Cool. You're welcome, everybody. Uh, this is really cool. He sent a, a license plate, an Ontario license plate, that says MC Taz. Hey, nice. Is that what it is? MC? Or maybe it's Mc- McTaz. McTaz. <laughs> now available at McDonald's. You can order the McTaz for a limited time. I guess it, I guess there is a space between the MC and the Taz, but that's perfect. You MC things all the time. Wait, was this your license plate that got thrown out back in the day? No. This and, wasn't yours. And it won't be going on my vehicle. I have a... Uh, heat score or what? Yeah, I have a buddy who... Not necessarily a heat score. It's not like I'm doing anything wrong while I'm driving. I'm not a getaway driver. But I do have a buddy who had personalized plates for a while. Yeah. And he has gone back to just regular... Uh, random numbers and letters because it's easy to keep tabs on people when they have the, the personalized license plate. Like he'd have friends coming up to him saying, Hey, uh, how was the grocery store yesterday? Yeah, so identifiable. Yeah, hey, I, you're over at this place, you're at that place. And he's like, Wow. If I ever do need to get away with something. Totally. But even if you cut somebody <laughs> off in traffic. Exactly. You know, they can follow you and find you in a parking lot. And I have had people send me pictures. There are license plates out there that say Taz on them. I've seen one that says Taz. There's one that says Tazzy something. Or Tazzy Taz. Yeah, something. Mr. Taz. I assume it's you every time. None of them are me. Yeah? Okay. Why am I mooning them then? <laughs> None of them are me, but I will be hanging MC Taz somewhere special. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Clay. That was very nice of you. Very cool. It's sports time with Devin Peacock. And a big Canadian golf victory over the weekend, Dev. Listable native Corey Connors, uh, a winner on the PGA Tour for the second time. This is actually the second time he has won the the same tournament, the Texas Open. Yeah, he's got this course down pat. He does. at it. (laughs) Uh, it's a great timing because we're going into Masters week, and Corey Connors, the past couple of years, every time he plays in the Masters, he's been getting better. So in 2020, he finished 10th. 2021, he finished 8th. 2022, he finished 6th. Mm. Does this mean that he's trending in the right direction? I hope so. He has been playing really well. He's got those two wins, but we've had three Canadians win on the PGA Tour this year, Mackenzie Hughes. Also one that was back in October, Adam Svensson won in November. So Canadians 
are having a good start to the PGA Tour year. Canadian NBA team has clinched the play-in tournament. Toronto Raptors uh, will not have enough wins to get to sixth in the East. However, they will at the very least be in the play-in, as you said. So this can go a number of different ways. If they can get up to the 7-8 spot, then that would be preferable. If they end the season in the 9-10 spot, then that would mean a bit more game. So what happens is the 7-8 and eight seeds play once. The winner of that gets the 7 seed. And then the loser of the 7-8 game plays the winner of the 9-10 game. The winner of the 9-10 game plays that. So there's, there's a couple... I think st- I understand what you're There's saying, a couple of steps still to go for the Raptors here. <laughs> but if they can get to that 7-8 game and win that, that would be the easiest path towards the playoffs and sticking with basketball tonight it is the final in the ncaa men's basketball tournament yukon and san diego state i mean who uh, who had this going i mean yukon's the favorite uh I, I think they're going to win this one. They've, they've been the one favorite to actually, once they got to favorite status, play like a favorite. So I would expect them to pull this victory out. This is the Taz and Jim podcast. We got to give a kudos to Robert Smith and his band, The Cure. They're really trying to promote fairness when it comes to buying concert tickets. So we had heard that they opted out of Ticketmaster's platinum and dynamic pricing programs when they announced their latest tour Mm -hmm. said, we don't want to be a part of it. We don't want to gouge our true fans. You can opt out this whole time. (laughs) Yeah. You don't hear other bands say that. Oh, it's just the way it works. Oh, there's nothing we can do about it. Yeah. Hmm. Well, according to the cure, you can say, no, I don't want to do that. Interesting. And Ticketmaster will listen to you. And Robert Smith announced over the weekend that 7,000 scalp tickets to the upcoming cure tour have been canceled. Ooh, nice. They were resold by scalpers, so all the tickets have been canceled. He's going to resell the tickets and give all the money that they make to Amnesty International. Ha! <laughs> awesome. So there is a way to discover. I guess if they're selling it on a different website, you can track the seats that they're putting up there and then track down who originally bought those seats and then cancel them. That's great. Pretty interesting because up until now, oh, we can't do anything about it. Hmm. Well, it looks like Robert Smith of The Cure just did something about it. Yeah, setting a precedent. This is great. He also got Ticketmaster to issue refunds to some buyers to compensate for higher fees. Because so it can be done. People were complaining that the the cost of the ticket was less than the fees they were paying yes. for the ticket. This is criminal. Like, if you go to the box office, which you, there's a person working there, you know, all day that has to print off the ticket and give it to you, and you have to pay no fees for that. But if a robot works through your tickets online, you have to pay a fee for that. It makes no logical sense at all. Why would it be more expensive buying it online? Kudos to uh, Robert Smith. I'm not a huge Cure guy, but I may go see him when they come to the area <laughs> just because I like his style. Oh, wow. Another guy who doesn't need to be at the concert taking somebody's ticket. <laughs> Thanks, Taz. I'm sorry. Uh, didn't you say on the radio you're not the biggest Cure fan? Uh, we're going to resell your ticket and give <laughs> the money to Amnesty International. Cancel. It's time for sports. Devin Peacock, our sports guy, is here. And what a win for West Lorne, Ontario. They are officially Craft Hockeyville. A huge weekend for uh, West Lorne. Uh, uh, Jim and I were there on uh, Saturday to help uh, uh, drum up uh, the last uh, number of votes uh, to get them uh, Craft Hockeyville. 
And it was kind of funny uh, being at the school. Uh, we were at the West Elgin Secondary School, and they had, like, in the halls, just, like, laptops set up where people were just, like, voting and clicking and voting and voting and voting and voting. <laughs> like a situation room. Yeah. <laughs> and it worked. Uh, I mean, everyone does it. So West Lorne was the only city or town in Ontario in the running, and I think they had the entire province behind them. It was pretty cool. You talked to some of the locals? I did. I talked to uh, Kevin Summers. He's the president of the West Lorne uh, Hockey Association. And uh, he just talked about how badly they need upgrades to their arena. We're growing center and we're growing like crazy. Um, and really, we, we need the, our arena to grow with us. Um, you know, we've got record numbers in our U7 program and it's unbelievable. Oh, yeah, they got to be pumped. That's awesome. They are pumped. But there's also a real special reason uh, on, on top of just winning the Kraft Hockeyville, which is the fact that their mayor... Uh, unexpectedly passed away on the exact day that they learned they were in the finals, the final four for Kraft Hockeyville. And so uh, to win is great for the arena, great for the community, but it's also a nice lift for the community whose mayor meant a lot to them and who really wanted to see his community win this and take this home. If uh, if Dunk was around, you'd be talking to him instead of talking to me. So, you know, it really hit our community hard, um, but it gives us something to rally behind and he would love to see this this would have been right up his alley his family's been incredibly supportive now west lauren ontario devon peacock is home to some nhl talent and you got to meet their relatives yes uh, tim horvat is the father of bo horvat now of the new york islanders bo once upon a time of course played for the london knights but before the knights he played for the west lauren comets and tim horvat is the owner of the heart, like the stiffest handshake I have ever encountered <laughs> in my entire life. I like, still got it. He and I had this kind of thing where he went in for the handshake and I went in for the handshake and I could not, like his hands are just like giant. They just Vice like scripts. He, he also won the all-star skills competition. He's got to be in his 50s. And uh, it was a bunch of former junior B guys, former OHL guys there. And then we were like, okay, let's get Tim Horvat to play. And so he did the sauce pass, hardest shot, accuracy, and he won. He won the whole thing. So there's a little genetics involved. Yeah. There is a little genetics involved. But the Horvats are also huge supporters of uh, West Lauren hockey. And I asked Tim just about what the West Lauren Comets mean to his family. Well, the Comets mean a lot. I mean, for me personally, um, I got to coach here and my two kids, Cal and uh, Bo, they started their uh, playing here. And um, you just remember Silver Sticks and, and the people they got to meet uh, along the way. And they still come back and they still talk to them and they're still friends with them all. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, when you go uptown, they all love to talk hockey. And, and it's, been, it's been great. That's so cool. Well, we know that there are going to be some NHLers visiting Kraft Hockeyville when they do their big celebration. I would hope or assume Bo Horvat may be one of those guys. I don't want to do Gary Bettman's job for him, but uh, they should be making the New York Islanders come up here because it would be a great time uh, for the Islanders and for the fans, obviously.
And just another shout out uh, to the organizing committee who put this all together. Kevin Summers, Jessica Small. Uh, Jessica helped uh, Jim and I a lot on uh, Saturday when we were there. They put so much work into this. They deserve a lot of credit. When we were talking to them, they were always on their phone voting. And normally when people are on their phone talking to you, it's kind of rude. In this case, it was (laughs) accepted. (laughs) You got to do it. So everyone, like all the volunteers who were uh, voting, helping out on Saturday, was fantastic to see. Wes Lauren really deserves this. Craft Hockeyville, West Lauren, way to go. This is the Taz and Jim podcast. It is Taz and Jim and a wild weekend in the OHL with playoffs starting. We've got OHL insider and the voice of the London Knights, Mike Stubbs, joining us. Hey, Stubbsy. Hey, Jim. Hey, Taz. Pretty uh, good weekend. Let's start with the London Knights, who are now up 2 nothing over Owen Sound. We saw a bit of a trend this weekend, Taz. The teams that were maybe in the higher seeds, some of them won easy in their first game. The Ottawa 67s, after the first period against Oshawa, picture this. They were up 2 nothing in game one, and they'd outshot Oshawa 20 to nothing. Huh. Wow. 20 shots on goal to none. One period. And then, yesterday, Ottawa squeaked out a 3-2 victory. They won the first game 7 nothing, but they squeaked out a 3-2 victory yesterday. We saw that in a lot of series, so we saw it for the London Knights. They beat the Owen Sound attack 7-0 in the first game. And then Corbin Votary comes back for Owen Sound. After giving up seven goals, he gets the start in game two. He makes 48 saves. Owen Sound scores twice late. They go to overtime. And Londoner George Diaco got the game-winning goal. Yeah, that's a nerve-wracking situation with a momentum shift. Minutes left in the game. Tough to go into overtime with that over your head. But they uh, kept their focus in the night's are up to nothing now the hamilton bulldogs are in a little tougher position they are they came home yesterday and they're up against a tough team and let's face it hamilton traded away veterans like george diaco and like avery hayes and gavin white who are on peterborough like ryan winterton and ryan humphrey so they've traded away their veterans they've got a great young nucleus hamilton is going to be good and fast and last night They showed it. Last night, they took on a Barry Colts team that has a guy named Brant Clark, who was playing for the L.A. Kings earlier this year, and he's looking like he should be playing for the L.A. Kings right now. Jim and Taz, in three games, he has 11 points. And yet, last night, Hamilton pulls out a victory. Artem Groshnikov with a hat trick, first ever OHL hat trick. He's a defenseman. He's a draft pick of the Dallas Stars. And uh, Hamilton wins it, so they're still in. Got to talk about the Kitchener Rangers. They had a big weekend against the Windsor Spitfires, and you got to think that the London Knights are enjoying watching the the result of this series. Well, this is something. I mean, the Kitchener Rangers all year, if you haven't been following the OHL, they've been in eighth place, but they're not an eighth-place team. They're a really good team, and just when you thought they were getting going, They'd lose a couple games, and they'd fall back into eighth place. In the last week of the season, they made it as high as sixth, and then they fell back into eighth place. They might be the best eighth-place team in the history of sports. So they go into (laughs) Windsor, and they win game one, and it really wasn't that close. It was 5-2, but it wasn't that close. And then Kitchener goes into Windsor in game two, and wins 4 nothing, wow. And again, not that close. 
So the Windsor Spitfires, the number one team in the Western Conference all year, is down 2 nothing to the eighth-place Kitchener Rangers, who are the best eighth-place team in the history of sports. What do we got coming up, uh, Stubbs? What are the, uh, the next playoff games in these series? Well, I mean, we've got one game tonight, which is Flint and Saginaw, and then the rest of the series get going. A lot of them are Tuesday, Thursday, Tuesday, Wednesday this week for games three and four, and then we start to see teams facing elimination. 